Hello Shanks! Welcome to the 13th episode of the Maze Miller Podcast. Last time we left at a big, big, big cliffhanger. Like, when he just gets up and says that he wants Thomas to replace him as the keeper of runners. You know, that's a lot to take in, isn't it? Okay, so let's review what everyone said about Thomas. So first was Zart, who is the keeper of the gardens. He was not okay with Thomas breaking one of the important rules, but he said that Thomas did a good job. Like, he appreciated Thomas doing what he did, you know. Next comes Frypan, who is the cook. Like, he's the keeper of the cooks, maybe. I don't know. And Frypan was like completely in favor of Thomas. He recommended that Thomas should be put on the council and Thomas should train everyone to do what he did in the maze. So he was fully in favor of Thomas. And then there comes a kid. I don't know what kind of keeper he is. He is a kid with black hair and freckly face. And he agrees with Frypan's view that why should you punish a guy for saving someone's life, you know? And I agree with him, to be honest. Uh, next, the fourth person was Winston, the keeper of the bloodhounds. You know, I hope you remember him. It was a couple of episodes before that we talked about Winston, you know. The first day of Thomas's trial, I think it was in the bloodhouse. So, Winston recommended that Thomas should be put in the slammer, which is a kind of jail in the greater terms, like in the slammer, for one week. That's pretty harsh, I think. I mean, he just went out for one night in the maze. It's too much. One week with only bread and water. I don't think I would survive that way. So, Winston recommended that Thomas should be punished. Then, many other people were there. You know, some spoke in favor of Thomas, some did not speak in favor of Thomas. They thought that Thomas should be punished. Others thought he should be praised and so on. And the second last person down the line was Gally. And the last person was Minbo. So the second last person is Gally. And he says that Thomas is a spy from the people who put everyone in the maze. Which means he thinks that Thomas is a spy from the creators. And he wants to put Thomas in the slammer, the jail, for at least a month. I mean, come on, a month. How could Thomas be a spy from the creators? I mean, haven't the creators already got beetle blades to spy on the creators? Why would they send Thomas? Like, I don't know what kind of logic he's coming up with, but something is really wrong with that. Shan's brain, you know. And then comes Minho, who just stands up and says that he nominates Thomas to replace him as the keeper of runners. One bloody learning, which caused an upheaval in the gathering. Right. I think it's enough. And now we'll start with chapter 25. So Minho just said that he nominates Thomas to be the keeper of runners. And from there we are going to continue now with chapter 25.
complete silence filled the room as if the world had been frozen and every member of the council stared at minho thomas sat stunned waiting for the runner to say he had been kidding yani finally broke the spell standing up that's ridiculous he faced newt and pointed back at minho who had taken his seat again he should be kicked off the council for saying something so stupid any pity thomas had felt for gally however remote completely vanished at that statement like if you would remember thomas had stated earlier that he was feeling pitiful about gally because newt was like shutting him up again and again like newt was telling gally to stop talking and not letting him finish his point so thomas had felt kind of pitiful toward gally so all that pity vanished when gally said this about pinho some keepers seemed to actually agree with minho's recommendation like frypan who clapped to drown out gally clamoring to take a vote others didn't winston shook his head adamantly saying something that thomas couldn't quite make out when everyone started talking at once thomas put his head in his hands to wait it out terrified and awed at the same time why had minho said that has to be a joke he thought Newt said it takes forever just to become a runner much less the keeper he looked back up wishing he were a thousand miles away finally newt put his notepad down and stepped out from the semicircle screaming at people to shut up thomas watched john as at first no one seemed to hear or notice newt at all gradually though order was restored and everyone sat down shock it Newt said, "I've never seen so many shanks acting like teeth sucking babies. We may not look it, but around these parts we are adults. Act like it, or we will disband this bloody council and start from scratch." He walked from end to end of the curved row of sitting keepers, looking each of them in the eye as he spoke. "Are we clear?" Quiet had swept across the group. Thomas expected more outbursts. but was surprised when everyone nodded their consent even gally could that newt walked back to his chair and sat down putting the pad in his lap he scratched out a few lines on the paper then looked up at minho that's some pretty serious clunk brother sorry but you need to talk it up to move it forward thomas couldn't help feeling eager to hear the response minho looked exhausted but he started defending his proposal It's sure easy for you shanks to sit here and talk about something you are stupid on. I am the only runner in this group and the only other one here who's even been out in the maze is Newt. Callie interjected. Not if you count the time I I don't. Inho shouted. And believe me, you or nobody else has the slightest clue what it's like to be out there. The only reason you burst out is because you broke the same rule you are blaming Thomas for. That's called hypocrisy. You shock-faced piece of enough," Newt said. "Defend your proposal and be done with it." The tension was palpable. Thomas felt like the air in the room had become glass that could shatter at any second. Both Gally and Minho looked as if the taut red skin of their faces was about to burst, but they finally broke their stare. "Anyway, listen to me," Minho continued as he took his seat. "I have never seen anything like it." 
He didn't panic. He didn't whine and cry. Never seemed scared. Dude, he had been here for just a few days. Think about what we were all like in the beginning. Huddling in the corners, disoriented, crying every hour, not trusting anybody, refusing to do anything. We were all like that for weeks or months till we had no choice but to shuck it and live. Winho stood back up, pointed at Thomas. Just a few days after this guy shows up, he steps out in the maze to save two shanks he hardly knows. All this clunk about him breaking a rule is just beyond stupid. He didn't get the rules yet, but plenty of people had told him what it's like in the maze, especially at night. And he still stepped out there, just as the door was closing, only caring that two people needed help. He took a deep breath, seeming to gain strength the more he spoke. But that was just the beginning. After that, he saw me give up on Albie and leave him for dead. And I was the veteran, the one with all the experience and knowledge. So when Thomas saw me give up, he shouldn't have questioned it, but he did. Think about the willpower and strength it took him to push Albie up that wall, inch by inch. It's psycho, it's freaking crazy. But that wasn't it. Then came the grievers. I told Thomas we had to split up and I started the practice evasive maneuvers, running in the patterns. Thomas, when he should have been wetting his pants, took control, defied all laws of physics and gravity to get Albie up onto that wall, diverted the grievers away from him, pet one off, found. We get the point, Gally snapped. Tommy here is a lucky shank. Minho rounded on him. No, you worthless shock. You don't get it. I have been here two years and have never seen anything like it. For you to say anything, Minho paused, rubbing his eyes, groaning in frustration. Thomas realized his own mouth had dropped wide open. His emotions were scattered. Appreciation for Minho standing up to everybody on his behalf. Disbelief at Gally's continuous belligerence. Fear of what the final decision would be. Gally, Minho said in a calmer voice, you are nothing but a sissy who has never, not once, asked to be a runner or tried out for it. You don't have the right to talk about things you don't understand. So shut your mouth. Gally stood up again, fuming. Say one more thing like that and I will break your neck right here in front of everybody. Spit flew from his mouth as he spoke. Minho laughed, then raised the palm of his hand and shoved Gally in the face. Thomas half stood as he watched the glider crash down into his chair, tipping it over backward, cracking it in two pieces. Gally sprawled across the floor, then scrambled to stand up, struggling to get his hands and feet under him. Minho stepped closer and stomped the bottom of his foot down on Gally's back, driving his body flat to the ground. Thomas plopped back into his seat, stunned. I swear, Gally, Minho said with a sneer, don't ever threaten me again. Don't ever speak to me again, ever. If you do, I will break your sharp neck right after I'm done with your arms and legs. Newton and Winston were on their feet and grabbing Minho before Thomas even knew what was going on. They pulled him away from Gally, who jumped up, his face a ruddied mask of rage, but he made no move toward Minho. He just stood there with his chest out, heaving racked breaths. Finally, Gally backed away, half stumbling toward the exit behind him. His eyes darted around the room, lit with a burning hatred. Thomas had the sickening thought that Gally looked like someone about to commit murder. He backed toward the door, reached behind him to grab the handle. Things are different now, he said, spitting on the floor. 
you shouldn't have done that minho you should not have done that his maniacal gaze shifted to me i know you hate me that you have always hated me you should be banished for your embarrassing inability to lead this group you are shameful and any of you who stays here does no better things are going to change this i promise thomas's heart sank as if things hadn't been awkward enough already Gally yanked the door open and stepped out into the hall, but before anyone could react, he popped his head back in the room. And you, he said, glaring at Thomas, the green being who thinks he's friggin' God. Don't forget, I have seen you before. I have been through the changing. What these guys decide doesn't mean jack. He paused, looking at each person in the room. When his malicious stare fell back on Thomas, he had one last thing to say. Whatever you came here for, I swear on my life I'm gonna stop it. Kill you if I have to. Then he turned and left the room, slamming the door behind him. How about it? Yeah, I know, I know. We should do chapter twenty-six also now. I can't leave you guys here, but I think for today this is a lot to take in. Like Minho's full speech and Gally's outburst, everything. Maybe in the coming days. I might upload a bonus episode. I think for chapter twenty-six, this is really good. Chapter twenty-six. So I'll see you in the bonus episode. Goodbye till then.